DJ Simulationistas, sup, with Dr. D, Dan Raymer, and Dr. J, Janice Palaganis, coming at you from the Center for Medical Simulation in Boston, Massachusetts. So buckle up your mannequin, and let's roll. Welcome to DJ Simulationista Sub. You're here with Janice Pelaganis and and Dan Reimer. Sup, Janice. Sup, Dan. How are you? I'm I'm doing uh, pretty well out here in the desert in uh, sunny California. Well, it's snowing um, out here in beautiful Boston. Playing a lot of tennis. I played with Tracy Austin yesterday, who was a famous tennis player of you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I guess. Nice. You were, you were running for the balls. Is is that like? I I was like lightning. (laughs) Collecting, collecting them so she could serve them. The ball boy. No, no, actually, actually, uh, we did a, uh, she did a clinic and they had a beat the pro. Did you beat the pro? Yes. Oh, wow, Dan. Retirement is looking bright. Yes, I know. know. Wow. Does it make you feel like you should have done this much sooner? Yeah, actually, my boxing class that I signed up for has really helped me. (laughs) (laughs) Did I uh, did I instigate that? Yeah, sometimes. Were you like, I just want to, I just want to hit Janice. So yeah, yeah. When I hit the punching bag, that's what I basically envision. You know, (laughs) fantastic. (laughs) I'm glad there's no dents in it. (laughs) I'm glad that you can't hit me back, (laughs) Janice. I gotta go. What do you mean you gotta go? I'm retired. Yeah, funny, Dan. I can't. I can't do this anymore. can't believe you're leaving me i know well it's been fun <laughs> uh, so i i thought i'd uh scrape up somebody to take my place you don't care who it is do you i care very deeply about who it is dan who are you picking for me somebody much better than me <laughs> <laughs> i know that's not saying much. uh does he uh, or she that? box she has the same first initial as you. Oh, okay. So it'll be like JJ instead of DJ. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, why don't we invite Jenny Rudolph to join us? She's going to be uh, your partner. Indeed, indeed. In. Thank you. I'm, I'm just going to crawl up from the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> yeah. I Excellent, can't Excellent, Jenny. Oh, <laughs> thanks for having me, Dan. Thanks for having me, Janice. Totally. Yeah, you, did, you didn't collect much fungus or anything down there. You look <laughs> pretty good, Jenny. Well, you know, the <laughs> apple growing season just ended here in the Northeast, so there's not much rot down there at the bottom of the apple uh, barrels yet. Yeah, good, good. Man, good, this good. is so bittersweet for me. Like, really, I mean, just we've been doing so much, Dan, and... Ah, God, I'm going to miss you. And I think our listeners will too. And yet so thrilled to have Jenny on and to be able to regularly have the conversations that we've been having with Jenny is going to be 
just wonderful for me personally. So just well, I think it'll be great for you, but it'll be really great for uh, for the listeners because uh, Jenny's so so brilliant and thoughtful and uh, involved but, in so. But many there's one things. big there's one big problem, guys. You know, Dan, yeah. I've been trying for years to be your understudy and learn how to be funny, and um, <laughs> which know, is really funny. <laughs> I, I try to copy what you do and your timing and everything. And, you know, I'm a quick study in so many ways, but I, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to follow in the um, quick, quick repartee footsteps. But I, Dan, I promise to do my best as your mentee. Well, Jenny, I, I think the funniest thing I've ever heard is when you looked at me very seriously and in the most... <laughs> most straight voice you could come up with you said dan could you teach me to be funny <laughs> that was the funniest thing i ever heard <laughs> well, just just demonstrating so, the entire entirety of my lack of understanding of that i guess yeah, well, just keep saying things like that and you'll have people in stitches. Jenny, please don't try to be Dan. I want Jenny to be Jenny. All right, I'll, I'll do my best. I will absolutely Excellent. do my best. No one would want to be Dan. <laughs> well, that's not true. We could both worship Dan together on our podcasts. Exactly, exactly. And I think all of us who watched you debrief for many, many years were like, only I could debrief like that. So, what the hell are you guys going to talk about? <laughs> I'm excited. We have a little bit of a different focus where we are going to be talking about simulation, but not just simulation, but practicing what you preach. And I think that's um, going to be our focus. And it's something that Jenny and I have been working on for a really long time now. And um, I, I would say it's the top of my areas of passion and i don't know i'll stop there jenny so this is going to be a religious podcast (laughs) well you're falling off it dan (laughs) it's going to be it's going to be simulation in real life which i guess is kind of an oxymoron but janice and i discovered that in our efforts to for example debrief the debriefing we constantly do exactly what we're telling the debriefer or debriefing the debriefer not to do. So I find the whole practice what you preach thing very humorous. And Janice, I think I think we stumbled into this because we totally stumbled into this. We put together, Jenny and I put together our first faculty retreat for IMS. Do you remember this, Jenny? Yeah. And our first activity, which was Jenny's idea, was that we do more debriefing of the debriefing of the debriefing. <laughs> See, BQ, listeners, BQ. welcome to Jenny Rudolph, the meta thinker. And we had, so what we were doing was we were um, choosing randomly debriefing videos of us debriefing debriefings. Right. And during our course. And that's then, not normal. Oh, totally normal. We do, we, we do that. I mean, and we do it during the course too. 
we just decided to do a little more extra work, I think, for the faculty development. I can't remember what exactly the no, focus. No, I was trying to be funny there. It didn't work very well. Oh, it worked. Dan, Jenny, how did I do on that when I said, is that normal? Oh, that was a joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So Sasha Mueller and I were watching mine and we had discovered that I was doing exactly what I was telling the debriefer not to do. So for example, I was giving feedback to one debriefer that he didn't talk to the rest of the group. He was only talking to one person and the entire time all I'm doing is talking to him. So that was a failure of practicing what you preach, I take it. Oh, totally. So so Sasha and I looked at each other and I'm like, are you watching this? He's like, yeah, you're doing exactly what you're telling him what to do. <laughs> we watched the next one and I'm doing the same thing, like something different, but same thing. And we both looked at each other and we were rejoicing that I was a hypocrite. We had discovered what a hypocrite I was and we were just... And I think I remember like you came running down the hall of the retreat house. Like I think I was in the kitchen (laughs) or something. And you said, Jenny, Jenny, I've discovered the debriefer's hypocrisy. And I said, what? And that's when Jenny, you came up with the term. You were like, yes, embrace your hypocrisy. And that's well, I I wish I could take credit for that. That comes (laughs) from the work of Bob Quinn, a marvelous professor at the University of Michigan, who has the modestly titled book, Change the World. And one of the ways he says that we can all change the world is by embracing our hypocrisy, by which he doesn't mean it's okay to be hypocrite, but like, that's a good first step. Notice when you're engaging in hypocrisy, and then you'll be able to use that as a springboard to change your behavior, like not lecture the debriefer about not lecturing. Well, it was brilliant because then we started watching other people's debriefings and realized that it wasn't just me, <laughs> that other people in our group were doing it too. And um, and it's like in almost every debriefing of the debriefing or feedback session, I, I mean, I just think we really stumbled upon an awesome phenomena that in feedback, it, it happens without us realizing. And I think because we discovered it, we've just become better feedback givers and debriefers of debriefings and it just was uh, just awesome awesome do you happen to do, do you happen to have a video of i that do great i do i have because, like three videos because we could debrief the debrief <laughs> of the debrief of the debrief <laughs> or at least you could <laughs> What you're I'm a saying? Worried. I'm a little worried for our for our listeners that they might be turned into pretzels by the time. <laughs> well, I think to bring it down to everyday life a little bit more. I mean, we we do spend a lot of time thinking about debriefing skills, of course. But one of the things that Janice and I have been trying to do, and we think this is what we'll be exploring a bit in our podcast together, is adventures in the world of trying to do one thing and finding yourself doing another. An example in the real world is a number of us at the Center for Medical Simulation are trying to do a better job of previewing during meetings because you know that moment where like somebody's been on a tangent for several sentences or several minutes and you're thinking to yourself, where the heck is this going? Why are we even doing this? Uh, We had the idea uh, of 
you know, hey, maybe we should make ourselves preview in our meetings. So um, we've been giving each other feedback on that. But, you know, a few months ago, maybe it was more than that, because this was with Kate Morse, I remember, when she was still with us. And Kate started a meeting, didn't preview. I didn't know where she was going. I kind of said, hey, Kate, can we press pause for a second? Can you tell me what is the topic? What are we doing here? And she was like, oh, so sorry. Let me preview. And then I was supposed to run the next part of the meeting. And I got going. I was so interesting. I had so many things to get say. And then Kate said, hey, Jenny, can I just pause you here for a second? What are we talking about? I don't think you preview. <laughs> so it's, a, it's an interesting thing in real life when you try to uh, walk your talk or practice what you preach. And, and, and what's so cool about it for a nerd like me is this is all about behavior change. So when we're trying to do simulations and get people to adopt new teamwork behaviors or new clinical behaviors, and they know they should do it, uh, I know I should preview, but yet I don't. It really gives me a chance to sort out why along with the rest of the team. Yeah, I, I think it's taking what we've been preaching um, or any kind of education in simulation and taking it a step further into the application because I think there are many tools out there. There are many things that we have been preached in the field and adopted by us as well. Um, but it only lasts, like it's got a half-life of application. People will do it for a couple of weeks and then it just trails off and then they stop doing it. And the more we practice what we preach ourselves, we can understand why it's so difficult to apply, why it's so difficult to sustain and what it takes to do that. And discovering those nuances in application, I think, is what makes education sticky. And so studying ourselves to do that is amazing and fun. Hilarious, right, Dan? <laughs> it's, it's very there with funny. a serious face. It sounds like the topics will be interesting and convoluted and more interesting than convoluted. One hopes. And I think on the convolution side, one of the ways we hope to make it not too uh, convoluted is that part of what we're doing is we're having some commentary about what's happening, I, aka meta communication. And that can be really convoluted if you don't keep yourself sorted out as to where you are. So Jenny, um, you've always been a mentor to me in that you've taught me so much from the world of organizational studies. And me and, too. And really all of us uh, at, at CMS and many people. Oh, a CMS world is, of simulationists. Absolutely. You don't come from a, a, a clinical world, but you've had such a huge impact. And I, I wonder how you feel about that and what's your kind of point of view. And I guess it's the point of view that you'll bring to this podcast. Very grateful for your generous characterization of my impact. It's sometimes hard for me to see what exactly my impact is. And so I really appreciate hearing that from you. Dan, especially, who I admire so much, and Janice, who I've worked with so closely for so many years. I think my point of view is shaped in a way by being a rower. You know, since you were talking about tennis at the beginning, Dan, you know, I rode crew in college and I rode crew on the US team. And that's really where I learned about simulation. And we would 
video ourselves and then we would watch the videos and we'd analyze every stroke. And my point of view is whatever you think you're doing in real life, sometimes you're a good self-monitor and sometimes you're really bad. And what I learned from the rowing world is I can't see what I can't see about myself. Um, and neither can most of us. So I think what I'm really excited about doing with Janice in JJ Simulationistas is what happens in real life when we take a simulationist's view, when we step back and think about our thinking, analyze our actions. And as Janice and I are both really passionate about, especially this funny paradox, when I think I'm doing A, I declare my commitment to doing A, but I randomly or routinely do B. So I, I might not think I'm a hypocrite, but I kind of am. And that is a launching pad to do really interesting change work with myself or my team. And I think I got interested in that from the process of reflective practice, which I learned in the organizational behavior world from the work of Donald Shen and Chris Ardricks. So that's a, a incredibly uh, helpful thing for anyone in any field to, to uh, grow from. Um, I think it will be helpful for you to throw in a medical word now and then, pheochromocytoma. Can you say that? Oh, no. <laughs> How about autonomic hyperreflexia? You can say that. <laughs> But are you are you, you admitting you can't say pheochromocytoma? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So I I um I'm I'm really thrilled to uh, join the duo with Janice and Dan. I'm um, really pleased that I hope I can bring some bridging insights. You bridged wonderful insights from biomedical engineering into the clinical space. And I hope to bring some organizational behavior insights into clinical practice, especially communication, teamwork, and relationships. Oh, Jenny, I'm expecting much, much more because Jenny, if there's anybody I know that has an elephant brain, it is you. Like you just remember every article that you read and I can't wait. I can't wait for the conversation. Well, Janice, that is, you know, I thought you were going to give me the highest compliment. You know, I, I grew up in India, as you may know. And um, one of the things my caretaker, my ayah used to tell me is, you know, you want to have eyes like a cow because the uh, Brahmini bulls and white cows in India have that coal, their eyes look like they're blackened around their eyes. So they're really beautiful. And you want to walk like an elephant because elephants actually walk really smoothly. But I guess you don't care how I walk. Huh? <laughs> What's the phrase? You want to have eyes like a cow. No, can you say it in, um, I, I don't even know. Oh, I, yeah. you know, I'm going to have to work on that, Janice. That's not uh. right on my fingertips, unfortunately. <laughs> Well, and then I'm I'll like be, the way you walk. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to be listening for sure. All right. Thanks, Dan. Oh, you mean I can throw in some Dan punches? <gasps> Can't wait. It'll be like a test. It'll be like a quiz to see if you're actually listening, Dan. We talked a bit about Dan and Janice and the beautiful DJ Simulationista podcast that we've all enjoyed for uh, a number of years. and. Dan and Janice, you kindly 
have invited me in and I'm picking up the baton as best I can from Dan and we'll be partnering with Janice as JJ Simulation East does. And Dan, that does make me wonder, what are you doing? So I'm having a great time uh, in my retirement. I'm playing as much tennis and golf as I can, but I hope to remain involved in simulation and uh, stay abreast of things. I still get uh, get my journals and read articles and things like that. I'm uh, working on a couple of projects, as you know, um, and uh, hope to uh, some build some little simulation models for people for surgical simulation things like that. We're working on a trike trike model, um, and uh, I hope that uh, you know that I'll be able to give a few talks here and there and um, uh, review some papers. I'm working on a couple of papers myself, so I'm not going to completely disappear from the world of simulation. Well, we wouldn't let you anyway, Dan. Uh, so Jenny and Janice, and I heard your topic thoughts, and those sound interesting to me. One of the things that um, I thought was really helpful was when we invited people in Janice to interview uh, on topic areas that were related to what we were talking about. I'm wondering if you guys plan on doing that and if you have a list of people that you're uh, um, hoping to talk to. Well, I think we uh, are really keen to hear other people's journeys around how do they apply behavior change in their real lives or how do they try to do new things in their real lives. And we're as interested in the mess ups as the successes because we think we learn a lot from that. So we're gonna be reaching out to try to figure out anybody who's you know, doing um, incremental work in their own meetings, in their own teams, in their own research groups, whatever. I don't think we have specific people in mind yet, or maybe you do, Janice. Well, I, Dan and I ha did have a list going, and I think we'll continue with that list as well as um, broadening and definitely getting more of a global perspective will be interesting and fun. But I, I, one thing that I really liked that I'm hoping to continue, and I think, Jenny, you're in agreement because we have talked about this, is bringing other fields into simulation and so interviewing outside of simulation um, and applying that into our education that we provide in healthcare. Absolutely. Uh, you and I have been talking about the book Range recently, which is how generalists thrive in a specialist world. And I think with that mindset in mind, bringing people in with really different perspectives on what we do will be incredibly generative. Do you have any advice for us, Dan? I have some advice for Jenny. Um, yes, Dan, please. Don't ever disagree with Janice. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's what makes the podcast. In that is so funny because I was telling her she I would, should. I would never disagree with you, Janice Belaganis. Well, there is a punching bag. <laughs> 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 no, it's more interesting, Jenny, when we do have different, different viewpoints. Well, no, I think we should always agree, actually. Uh-oh. I, I would agree to disagree. I was trying to disagree with disagreeing. Anyway, I'm practicing. I'm practicing <laughs> That's what you good. Teach. That's yeah. good. Yeah. 
So, um, yes, well, I, I, I think some, Janice, I don't think you and I are going to have to work very hard to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can think of many a conversation where we've practically been yelling at each other. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm very confident. Uh, that's, it'll be good to have some of those recorded. Yeah. So, so at this point, I suppose I should uh, should wish you well. And since your podcast is about preaching, I should give you a blessing. And oh. so <laughs> I recall the NASA blessing given to astronauts before they go up into space. Don't fuck up. Ah. <laughs> He'll do our best. That's advice. All right. Very so, serious, Dan. Dan, yes. we we wish you the very best. And um, maybe we can bring you back as a guest after a few sessions once Janice and I have hit our stride. And you can give us some feedback. 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 Yes. And then, and then we you can, can give we can me practice. feedback on my feedback. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> And then the uh, listeners can give us feedback on the feedback that we give each other after giving feedback. Well, Dan, it's been an honor and a pleasure. And I almost don't want this episode to end because I don't want to say goodbye. <laughs> but I think that's what's up. Well, best of luck to you all. Bye. Take care. Bye. DJ Simulationistas, what's up? is brought to you by the Center for Medical Simulation. Find out more about CMS and learn about our simulation instructor training and course offerings at www.harvardmedsim.org. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.